Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show. I'm your host. My name is Emily. I'm a Quebecoise, which means that I'm a French Canadian and I love punk rock a lot. I love hardcore music too, and ska music, and emo, <laughs> and pop punk, and many more. <laughs> okay, today is episode 68. My guest is Ephraim Schulz of the bands Dead by Stereo, Voodoo Glow Skulls, Manic Hispanic, and many more. We talked about so many things, it was really fun. During the episode, you're gonna hear some songs of Ephraim's bands. And he also make a repunkmentation for the band Bear from California. And you're gonna hear the band Dowser from Netherlands, because it's my repunkmentation. The show is starting now, go, go, go! Hey, hi, how are you today? How have you been since the last episode? I'm doing good, it's summertime in Quebec City, life is great. I implemented a new habit in my life recently because I always feel like I don't have time to listen to some music I choose myself these days just because I want to listen to some music, not because I have a goal or a task related to that, you know, because I mostly focus on what a lot of bands from all around the world send me, which is amazing. And it's a total different way to listen to music for me. Whether it's a band I've never heard before versus a band I know already. And I love to listen to everything the band sent me. It's always a pleasure for me. but And I, I really feel grateful to have the chance to discover like 20 to 30 bands every week. It keeps me stimulated. It keeps me super happy to see that punk rock is so alive. But... I was recently feeling that I was late in my quote-unquote usual listenings. So now every day on my lunch break, I'm going for a walk. I'm going for a walk, not the after dinner kind, because it's on my lunch break. And I just pick a band and I just listen to it just for the pleasure of listening to some music. So I'm not thinking about I'm going to help this band. <laughs> I want to put it on the playlist, on the podcast. So it's a very different way to listen to some music. And I, I absolutely need both kind of listenings for sure. Um, but now I feel amazing on my lunch breaks. And in the last week, I listened to the most recent albums from Emil and the Sniffers, Dragged Under, Alex is on Fire, and I revisited... Making friends of no use for a name. Oh, it's it's a kind of balance I needed. <laughs> also, mm, I finally received my 25th anniversary vinyl pressing of Satanic Surfers 666 Motorin yesterday. Ah, the color is amazing. It's like electric blue. It's so pretty. I bought it like, oof, I think... Three or four months ago, <laughs> but it's in Europe and I get it. It's everything is late these days. Sometimes a band send me a vinyl and they're like, whoa, it's not arrived after like two months. I'm like, yeah, so it's normal and it's totally fine. I was just super happy to see it in my mailbox yesterday. Uh, and I also ordered a shirt because it was a, it was a bundle, a shirt and the special vinyl Ah, so gorgeous. It made me it made me happy. 
And beside of uh, all of this, um, I've been working on a collab with a Mexican band. It's going to be very good. I'm excited. And also I'm practicing some uh, vocals and piano for some Bad Religion bump ups and From Autumn to Ashes covers. Yeah, I think my choices of cover is eclectic. Is eclectic an English word? I'm not sure, but it means that I love to explore different genres. Yeah. Okay, let's start this episode. My repunkmentation for today is for the band Dowser from Netherlands. They were formed in 2007 and they are playing a great mix of melodic punk, pop punk and alternative rock. So far, they released four full albums and now two EPs. And speaking of EP, they just released a new one, Kintsugi Chapter 1. And I really love it, so I hope there's gonna be chapter two eventually. <laughs> Let's listen to their song, First Gear. Back has never looked 
um, what a great guy. I met him at the Red Bridge Fest a few weeks ago when he was playing with Voodoo Glow Skulls. It was so much fun. This guy is so authentic, so enthusiastic. He loves music so much. I mean, it's just a, such a great human. He totally cheered me up that day um, when we recorded this episode because I was having a shitty, shitty day. <laughs> I need to put you in context. So the interview was recorded on June 24th. Um, I had a day off that day because it was our Quebec National Day. Um, <laughs> it was The interview was supposed to be on late p.m. for me, okay? so But I woke up in the morning with one of my bandmates leaving the band for lack of time, which I totally understand and everything is fine. But like, I was really sad, like right in the morning. Then I got the news about the ban of abortion rights in the US, like not even two hours after that. And then I totally forgot about my ban. I was just focusing on this. I was so pissed and so sad for the US. Then quickly some states started to to take position saying that they are going to ban abortion. I was like, this is a fucking nightmare. And I almost canceled the interview because I was too bummed. Like I was crying and I, I was like, I, I thought I would not be able to focus on an interview. But I decided to stay professional and I did it. And Ephraim just warmed my heart right at the beginning of, a, of the interview with his smile and his relaxing vibe. It was amazing and I, I was really happy that I didn't cancel. <laughs> so we talked about so many things like um, from the beginning of Death by Stereo to pot smoking. I shared what happened the last time I smoked pot like eight years ago. <laughs> Spoiler! That wasn't great. <laughs> But we also talk about uh, the pressure of being the new guy in Voodoo Glow Skulls, the crazy shit happening in the US um, and in the world in general, his skate shop and crazy shows happening there, touring, etc. The music, of course. And I also ask him some of your questions. So during the interview, you'll hear songs from Dead by Stereo, Voodoo Glow Skulls, and his repunkmendation for the hardcore band Dare from California. Enjoy! Hey punk rock human! If you like merch as much as I do, I strongly repunkmend you the website epicmerchstore.com They have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves and kids merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore and metal bands from all around the planet! So if you like bands like Good Friends of Rome, After the Fall, Diesel Boy, Crank, Straight Line, Polly, Randy, and many more. Oh, we also have a Tony Slide review merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide, and you can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at epicmerchstore.com. So, where are you on this crazy planet right now? I think you're in California. I'm in Santa Ana, California right now. Oh, so it's noon Orange for County. you. Yeah. Yeah, Orange County. So it's noon right now. Um, yeah, just hanging out. What's up? 
Yeah. I, saw, I just saw you and we were in Quebec. Yes, we met at the Red Bridge Fest. It was fun. Yeah, it was, it were, was awesome. You were um, playing with Voodoo Glow Skulls. It was a very fun day. Yeah. I had a great time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, all the bands it. were so good. It was, I, I bet you, you met a lot of friends there, like other bands. I saw a lot of friends I haven't seen forever. And uh, I was really excited uh, to see uh, my friend Ingmar from Sweden. Yeah. From uh, No Fun yeah, at All. From no Fun at All. Yeah. yeah. And the Satanic Surfer guys. You know, I saw a lot of friends from home. Mm -hmm. Jughead's Revenge. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the Guttermouth guys, you know, fourth in line. Yeah. So, AJ, like AJ, dr the drummer is, is like many, he's in many bands. So uh. he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was an, an interesting thing because uh, a lot of people don't realize the Canadian border is one of the strictest borders in the world. <laughs> and uh, it's tight. It's hard to get into Canada. And, uh, They didn't let our, our drummer in because of some uh, paperwork, oh, bullshit, no. technicality. Like yeah. work, work so visa we, or? Yeah. Long story, but. Okay. Like, Paper. Uh, <laughs> we couldn't get through. Yeah. And uh, uh, AJ happened to be at the fest with Guttermouth and he hadn't played with drums with us in three years. Oh. And I called him. And then uh, we all got together at our cabin that we were staying in. And AJ played the whole set with his hands on a table. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was the rehearsal for uh, Red Bridge Fest. At those, on the, uh, uh, those incredible cabins. Like amazing, amazing. cabins. <laughs> Red Bridge like, Fest was incredible. Yeah. There's only a couple festivals like that in, in the world. But uh, uh Of that nature, there's Redbridge Fest, which reminded me a lot of uh, Punk Rock Holiday. Yeah, in Slovenia. In Slovenia, yeah. I've never been there. I wish I could, but I oh. think they they were supposed to change the location. Is it true? Yeah, something was going to happen. Like I heard, they were it was something terrible. Like they were going to build like a road or a highway through where that festival grounds was. Ah, uh, oh. something like that. I could be wrong. That's but, uh, so sad. It was a rumor, but yeah, because Punk Rock Holiday is one of the greatest festivals. Yeah, and I was in the, the world. Yeah, I know. Every every year, I see amazing pictures, and the lineups are always incredible. But yeah, we have great festival in Quebec too, and everywhere too. In the U.S., you have good ones. Oh too. yeah, yeah. I so thought that, it was unique at Punk Rock Holiday in Slovenia because it was one of the only ones I've been to where, uh, uh. After the show, there's a river running next to it, mm -hmm. and everybody swims and parties in it all night, right? Yeah. But all the bands were out there too. Mm -hmm. Like it's one of the only fests where I see the bands with the fans all yeah. night. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Kind of cool. Yeah, we need this sometimes because we're a big family, so it's fun like to oh, hang absolutely. out. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I was supposed to see Dead by Stereo. Just before pandemic, you were supposed to tour with Strung Out in Quebec. Yeah. It was it was um, postponed and canceled again. So I've never seen the band live yet. Really? Yeah. Oh, we have to make it happen. I know. Yeah, we canceled that that uh, tour after postponing it, and it just didn't work out. I love Strung Out. They're yeah. the greatest human being on earth. Um, uh We'll make something happen soon. I just played with Strung Out. Voodoo Glow Skulls just played with Strung Out 
at a thing called the Shred Fest in LA. Mm. And uh, they were they were amazing as usual. They're Shred from always great. They're from California too, so from LA, from Simi Valley. Yeah, such a great scene. Like it always been a great thing. Uh, 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 scene. Sorry, my English. <laughs> uh, oh, it's, all, it's all good. But I feel like everybody that I, that I interviewed, whether they were in a band in their in the the eighties, nineties, or now, the scene is always yeah. incredible. There, I talked with people it, it, who are in ska it, bands. It's gone through hmm. phases, like you know, through the eighties into the nineties into the two thousands. There was. The scene was always good, but there was a lot of the time that the scene was really small. Mm -hmm. Like, like before, before 1992, punk was small. It was really small out here. Punk, the punk scene kind of died, at least in Orange County in LA. It kind of died. It was really, the oh. bands that were there were really good. It was just a small scene. Mm. And then in the nineties, it exploded again. And like, yeah took over the world you know what i mean yeah and i and that, then we watched, yeah go ahead yeah and we watched through like getting into the 2000s we watched a lot of punk shows got smaller again and then they got really really big again it's so weird you know to see your friends bands touring every year like wow two years ago it was in small rooms this year it's big again It's like the theory about the universe. For now, it's supposed to be expanding. <laughs> At some point, it's gonna mm -hmm. be probably very small again. It's the same thing for punk rock. It's, it's the punk universe is the same way. It's weird. <laughs> But, But I think that, I just think it means that the true believers never leave. You know what I mean? Yeah, We true. Yeah, we're getting older, but <laughs> we're still there. So it's, a, it's a good sign. Yeah, because we would all. <laughs> Be loving this and doing this anyways. You exactly. Know? So I, I just, I wanted to rewind the tape with you because um, yeah. I wanted to know what were your first influences in the scene in, in California or in the general mm. scene, like when you the were first, super young. The first punk music I ever heard was the Toy Dolls mm. in the 80s. Yeah. I heard the Toy Dolls. A skater showed me some Toy Dolls and... Uh, an older cool skater mm -hmm. and um he showed me the toy dolls and then from the toy dolls i moved right into black flag oh yeah and, uh and from that i went right into bad religion mm. and then i went back <laughs> you know so i was really into a lot of really early punk a lot of old punk uh i remember ramones freak you oh, know yeah. uh yeah i love the ramones like all day Um, and then, uh, uh, as far as like hardcore and all that, like bad brains are probably one of my biggest influences of my whole life. I've loved them since I was a kid. Mm. I, like I wore the same tape out. I had three copies of one tape because I wore it out. Oh, really? I, nice. I played it so much. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And, yeah. Like I, I was really into stuff and tape trading and I would write people letters trade flyers and try and learn about scenes and zines and stuff. Like I was really into it. And, uh, but I'd say like bad brains, bad religion, fishbone, mm. um, all played a re it, really big part in why I write the way I write or whatever, or think the way I think, you know, and I was really, really into suicidal tendencies Uh, I loved Slayer a lot, like just early stuff, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, it's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Because... And then uh, SNFU. Oh, RKO. yeah. 
things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I think it, it it might be really great to grow up in the in California. Like you said, it was small, but like you mentioned, uh, Black Flag for me, it's like huge. But at the time, maybe you saw them like uh, arising. I don't know. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like things, things, things were different for all those all those different eras, you know. And after a certain point, things got really big. You know what I mean? Like I remember going to see Youth Brigade with Face to Face. When oh. Face to Face was starting to kind of come into the yeah. scene. Yeah, early like, 90s. Oh, fan Face to Face. We heard, yeah, we heard about this band Face to Face. We went to the show, and now that would be a really big show. You know, that was maybe, yeah. 200, maybe 200 people. Yeah, totally. Wow. That's you know what I mean? And Face to Face in California is like the biggest thing ever, you know? Yeah. So, in California, you know? And when did you start to sing and play music? Uh... Probably in like junior high, I think. Yeah, junior high. I was would mess around with my buddies. I tried to get bands going. We tried to do bands in school and try different things. And then uh, after high school, I had my first like real band. We were called Clint. Oh, <laughs> we were a punk band. Yeah, and we did DIY tours, a couple DIY tours. You know, playing parties and coffee shops or whatever. You know, wherever we could play. And then, uh, then after that is when I found death by stereo and really yeah. got serious. And I think it, it was late, late nineties Death by stereo. You started it. 1998. Wow. Yeah. Like around 97, we were hanging out a lot and those guys already kind of had a band and didn't have a singer. And I kept asking them, let me jam, let me jam. And they kept telling me no. <laughs> and, uh, Yeah, I would go hang out and sit and just listen to them play. And then I started recording it with a tape recorder. Mm -hmm. And then uh, (laughs) they finally let me, uh, they gave me a song and they're like, here's the lyrics. Go home with your recording and learn it and then come back and we'll jam and see if it's cool. And I went home and I threw the lyrics. What was the the song? What song was it? It's called Looking Out for Number One. It's the first song we put out on Epitaph. Nice. Yeah. Crazy, and, huh? And, Punkarama number five. Wow. Looking out for number one. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, we like, I came back with my own lyrics and I think they were a little bit bummed, but then they were like, <laughs> Why? oh, this is, this is, because I, I, you know what I mean? They already wrote it. Yeah. You know? Okay. I, just, I see. I'm not even in the band and I just changed it. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. From, so, for this song, you mean, not for other songs, like this specific song, you changed. That one song. Yeah, they were like, try this song. Here's the lyrics. But for singers, you know? I think it's important to have your own soul. So uh, they yeah. probably understood at some point. Totally. <laughs> and I, they liked it. So they kept me and we kept, and then the Death by Stereo became a thing in 1998. We uh, put our first album out in 99 and then... On Epitaph already? No, it was no, on um, a label called Indecision Records. Oh, yeah. A hardcore mm-hmm. label from Orange County. And then um, then we got picked up by Epitaph in, I want to say, like two, mid-2000. And we oh, had okay. our mm-hmm. first record out in 2001. Nice. So it happened so fast. Wow. <laughs> it was so crazy. Yeah. How did it happen with Epitaph? Because like... It's it's such a legendary uh, label with legendary people, but at the same time, it's in California. Maybe everyone is connected at some point back we, in the days. I don't we know. We didn't know anybody. No, we literally didn't know anybody. Like, and 
we got on Indecision Records and I couldn't believe it. And then we started meeting like all the underground hardcore bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I, even at that point, I was like, whoa, you know, because I had never met any bands, you know? And uh, uh, yeah. And then we started playing with bigger and bigger bands and it was a trip. And then the Epitaph thing happened. Uh, they, we thought, we didn't believe it. So Brett Gerwitz called our bass player's house and left a message on, <laughs> on his answering re- machine. And we don't know how he got his number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we didn't. We thought it was a joke, so of we never course. called back. Like a prank call. Called. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, he called. He called like three times or something, no and then way. his his assistant called us and was like, "Hi, I'm from Epitaph Records." Like, and so our bass player Paul was like, "Hey, I think this is real. Oh, shit. We should probably call." Yeah, and so it was <laughs> something like that. We missed a couple calls or something. We didn't believe it, you know, and uh, I'm foggily trying to remember it we 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 didn't believe it <laughs> and then he called back and it was true <laughs> and we played a show in la with a band called straight faced and uh the band ignite oh and, yeah uh yeah and straight face is like super legendary la band uh ignite too mm-hmm. and so we thought it was gonna be this really big show and we're like wow you know brett from epitaph's coming and and then uh we played first and there was nobody there. No. Like it was empty. It was terrible. We were like, ah, so we just said, fuck it. We got drunk and we had a really good time. <laughs> yeah. What we else? Just played the best we could. And he was cool to us. He just yeah. asked us if we wanted to make a record after the show. It, it was, was super casual. Yeah. It was still a good, I mean, good vibe probably just to be there. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. Like we just, we were just like just playing for us, you know? Exactly. And, uh, Happens to a lot of and, bands uh, still. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly he just it was weird he i'll never forget he said hi to all of us what's up i'm brett wow. you know little, little pleasantries but literally within like five minutes he was just like well, cool you guys want to make a record why not <laughs> we were like uh yeah that's all i've ever wanted to do yeah exactly you know? but like when you were you young know, w- when you were young and you started to think about okay i want to be in bands what would you imagine at this time? Like, did you have a specific idea? Like I wanted to be like, when I was young, I wanted to be one of those uh, pop rock stars in Quebec. But then I, <laughs> my wow. path was otherwise, but, but like, I'm curious to see if it's something you, you thought about or, or it just happened this way. What was your first I think I just wanted dream? To be in a band, but I didn't think I was like, nothing like a pop star or anything like that. because you know, I was listening to, <laughs> punk music, you know what I mean? Really aggressive punk music, you know? And, and, uh, I mean, when I was that young, I mean, I I guess, I don't know. I didn't, I guess I didn't think about it. I just wanted to play music and Mm -hmm. I loved meeting new people. I loved playing shows. I wanted to travel really bad. Oh, oh, you you made it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Here we go. You know? So That by yeah, stereo, because so. I, I follow uh, Mike uh, since a long time. I had it, I had him yeah. on the podcast, and I, I told him like I think that by stereo is one of the be- uh, of one of the bands I see touring the most at the scene. It's crazy. It's crazy, right? We toured a lot, a lot. We've But, been to probably 30, maybe over 35 countries now. Yeah, and but your first tour with with A5. We love AFI. They're our family. That yeah. band is so amazing. 
So our bass player, Paul, became friends with him before Death by Stereo existed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he showed me the seven inch. He's all, you got to check out this band AFI. Mm-hmm. And I'm all oh, cool. Mm. And he's all, it says in here, if you write him a letter and send him a stamp <laughs> in an envelope, they'll send you back like a patch or a sticker. I'm all, oh, let's write them, you know, like, write them. We got to get one of these patches or like a sticker or something, you know, you know? So, and then they started, he started writing back and forth and they said, oh, you live in Orange County. We're coming, we have a show down there, you know, a tiny show, like a 50 person show or something. You know what I mean? Like we need to come down and we don't have anywhere to stay. So they came and stayed at his mom's house, our bass player. And so that's how we all met. Like, I remember I spent the night there that night. That's was crazy. That yeah. So we were just friends. And so when we had our demo cassette, uh, we went, if I came back to town and they stayed at our bass player's mom's house and then we uh, gave him the tape, check it out. Like it's, it's <laughs> our band. It's real now, you know? And then like, uh, then our album came out and they were just good friends to us. And they took us on tour. That's our, our first tour up the wow. West coast. We couldn't believe it. It was a band called berserk from Portland, death by stereo, 88 fingers, Louie and AFI. Ah, 88. And then 88, 88 fingers. Louie broke up the day before the tour or something like that. No like, way. They, I didn't like, know like, that. Really? Yeah. And then they, they broke up and then we just, found out and we were so bummed out because I wanted to meet 88 Fingers Louie. Yeah. You know, this is 1999. I you know. know what I mean? I'm like, I want to meet 88 Fingers Louie. And, uh, 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 and like I now having met most of those guys, it's kind of rad, you know? Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, fucking uh, they broke up, but we did that tour and it was <laughs> unbelievable. It was oh, yeah. right when uh, what record? Black yeah, Sails came out I, from I, so That's was, what I wanted to look at because it was just after the, just after my favorite era, like the very proud of Ya album, like the <laughs> super fast and short songs. So they probably played a lot, um, even if they're, you're right, that there's oh, yeah, another album. And that Black Sails record is so incredible. So it was, it was yeah. really cool to see it. Yeah, Black Sails, exactly. And to watch every night, see people hear it for the first time. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool, you know, because it was a new style for punk kind of at the time. You know what I mean? Because the only other dark bands were like TSOL and The Damned, but those bands are from other generations, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I talk a lot with, about A5 with the listeners they love. And and it's fun because we, lo- we love to argue, like, what your, what's your favorite A5 era? I'm like, like really? very proud of you. Some people are more into new stuff. And it's... <laughs> I'm into the like- single sorrow. I'm into the middle. Oh yeah, okay, good. Yeah, I love this one like, too. I mean, well, I, I like Black Sails and Singing yeah, with Sorrow. Me too. A, an incredible era for me. I like all of it. I like. I, I'm like a lifelong fan, but that era was like an era of change. Things shifted in the scene. Mm-hmm. They influenced the whole scene at one time, and it, and we were on tour with them. Like watching it was mind blowing to me. Like, and they took their live show to just this. They were always good, but it just jumped yeah. up. You oh, know, yeah. and I was like, this is the best live band in the scene, period. I have you know? much was, respect for their career. And I, I, th- I still think they have a good sense of vocal melodies and like emotions. And, yeah, genius. David's such a good singer. It's crazy how good he is. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of nights on tour where like maybe like, and maybe people don't think about this, like 20 days into the tour, 25, 30 days in. I'm sitting there going, fuck, man. Yeah. 
I don't, and then I look at Dave singing like a bird. Like he has the most beautiful voice and he's soaring every night, you know? And I know we all feel like that, but like, it, it, but he's just that good. That it just really like, wow, how does he do it every night? Oh like, yeah. Such high highs. Like his range is insane. It's, it's, and he has so much power. Like I really admire him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. It's, like, it's a- like in a melodic way, Dave has as much power as Luke Holler has. We're sick of it all. Oh, you know what I mean? Good point. Like they're two of the most powerful singers I've ever heard in my life, but both totally different. You know, it's, it's just cool. And I think it's also cool that we're all totally different, but under the same umbrella. To I love our uh, versatile you are versatile is it a word versatile, yeah, versatile. okay <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that yeah thank you got a lot of I uh, like, yeah 
I like trying different things, experimenting with different sounds. Like I'll hear a record I like a lot. And in my head, I'll be like, I want to sing. I wish I could sing like that guy so bad. So I'll try and sing a little weird. Me too. I do that all the time with great singers. I'm like, I could have a similar voice. I know I'm not there already, but and then I analyze like all the little, I did that with Ailey Williams of Paramore. Ailey. Oh, right. She's a great singer. I did that a lot with her, like an, uh, analyzing every thing and try to like develop my own later. technique. Yeah. So I did that with, with Greg Graffin. Bad oh, religion. really? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, because the Bad Religion backing vocals are so layered oh, in those yeah. harmonies. So we would sit there with Death by Stereo picking it apart in the studio. Like, how do they make it sound like that? How do they get that vocal sound? So we were always trying to figure out how to stack harmonies and layer them. And That's interesting because it's, yeah. it's, it's different. It's a different style. So I think it's great that you... You're inspired by those techniques still. Yeah, we can find good stuff in everything and incorporate in our work. Totally. And I like a lot of different types of music, so I want to play it all, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, for instance, like, I love, like, all the Swedish punk bands, how absolutely melodic they are. Like, the harmonies and melodies are untouchable, you know? Yeah. But I also love, like, how oddly melodic... Jamie from Hatebreed's Voices. Mm. The most powerful, menacing scream <laughs> on earth that's so catchy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to do that too. So why can't I do it all in one song? Totally. That's amazing. Right? You know what I mean? Like, it's my, like Mike Patton, like Mr. Bungle, you know, like he's one of the greats, you know? Mm. Uh, like, I just no fuck boundaries you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it's um punk. I feel, yeah right yeah so punk i love I that drop, but... so yeah you've been touring a lot with dead by stereo um uh, like even uh even recently i think did you no no we haven't done anything in a little no, bit uh, just because okay. everybody's been super busy with their other bands everyone's been dbs is in a lot of bands i Our know drummer, as you know <laughs> adolescence i think uh, you are guitar player Dan. yeah You're all crazy about touring. I think you're all, all yeah. addicted to tour. Like Yeah, Mike's on tour right now. With adolescents or Yeah. Yeah, adolescents and circle jerks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so God, that's I why I, <laughs> I was like, you're very busy with DBS and now oh why not joining another very busy band, <laughs> Voodoo Glow Skulls? <laughs> I know. It's how crazy. did it happen? I know you've been friends with them probably since a long time but yeah. how, how did it happen we were friends you know and like they were always really cool to us when we crossed paths we didn't see each other a lot but when we crossed paths voodoo was always so cool to death by stereo and i was hanging out with the guys from dfl mm -hmm. monty and tom and uh they told me that they're like hey frank quit voodoo glow schools and i i We were all talking about kind of how we were bummed, you know? And yeah. uh, I was like, man, that sucks. I go, in my head, I'm thinking, I, I want to wish these guys well. And how, it's, how come? It's really hard when a singer leaves a band. Sometimes it's like very risky to replace it. I'm thinking of uh, when Jim Lindbergh left Pennywise. And he was totally. re replaced by Zoli. And everyone was mm -hmm. like, is it going to work? And it, 
in my opinion, totally worked, like 100%. Zoli's a great singer. <laughs> Zoli killed it. And it, even in Pennywise, I was like, will he do like, whoa, whoa. But no, he, he just kept like the same it Pennywise vibe. So like a, a band like Voodoo Glow Skulls, it's also like maybe risky. So mm. it is risky. It's a lot of pressure. Um, like I understand now other singers I know that have taken over for bands like the casualties and different bands. Mm. Now I feel it. I'm like, bro, you know, it is intense. I felt it a little bit. I'm in a band called Manic Hispanic that I joined yes. long after the original singer. And, uh, uh, but it was different. And, uh, cause there was always a couple of singers in the band. So mm -hmm. nobody really focused on me, you know, but, uh, with Voodoo, it was all eyes on me. But yeah, something that the brothers told me that was great advice is because uh, uh, Frank had a mask mm -hmm. and I have my own mask. Right. And they said, not everybody knows we have a new singer yet. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, true. You're going to go on stage with a mask. <laughs> they go, <laughs> you know, wear the mask, you know, at the beginning of the set, not later, because don't let them hate. Don't let them hate you before they hear you. Wow. Yeah. And so there was definitely a handful of shows on the first tour. Our first tour was in Canada and uh, we mm -hmm. were touring and the pit was so big and the crowds went crazy and I couldn't believe it. And then halfway through, I'd take off my mask and there would What? be a lot. I would see a lot of people like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't you know, like, know that. It's so crazy. What, but why was it? Okay. You know, they wanted to. Okay. I don't I understand why, but it's. <laughs> it worked. And they couldn't be mad. I would see people shocked. And then once in a while, someone would recognize me from death by stereo. Like, what the fuck? You know, so it, the mask helped me a lot, that whole first tour. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't really got many haters. I mean. No, because they respect you from other your other projects already. You have your, you have a name in the scene. And I mean. Right. You know what I and mean? There was, right. I, I. I definitely thought I was going to get more haters than I did. Uh, there was one girl though, and it was fun. It was funny because she's really, she, she ended up being a very nice, really nice person. Uh, we were in New Mexico and we were playing and I look, I kept looking to the left and there was this girl and she was looking at me like this. Hmm. Like that, like, like the whole time shaking her head, like, uh-uh. Like, and I'm like, come on, you know? And I, and I, a couple times I looked at her like, Like what? what? You know, like, <laughs> Do on. I know you? Yeah. So after the show, she was saying hi to some of the guys and they were like, oh, thank you for coming. You know? And I walked up to her and I'm all, Hey, you know? And she's all, Hey, she goes, I'm sorry. She goes, she goes, I've just been seeing voodoo for such a long uh... time. So I was like, I don't know about you. And I go, how old are you? And she goes, I forget how old she said she was. She was younger than me. And I go, I've been seeing them longer than you. Oh. Uh, yeah. And she looked at me where I go, I've been a fan just as long as you have, you know? And she was like, oh, and then we, then we broke down and like uh, had a great, great talk. So it was like, that was okay. my way to bridge the gap. Like I've been a fan as long as you have, you know? Yeah, she, she needed a little adaptation and she's, she's yeah. grieving a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now I know when we go back, she'll come and we'll have a great time. You know? Wow, that's is. There was only one place where a dude just kept flipping me off mm -hmm. all night. It was so funny. We just stood there the whole night, just like, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, the whole fucking night. I was just like, okay. <laughs>
What? It was weird. Like, hey, so angry. Like, pissed off. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. Fuck you the whole time. <laughs> that, that's not really possible. Like, it's a little like, extreme. <laughs> it's so weird. It was really, 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 really weird. Where? Where did you say? In Long Beach, in Long Beach California. <laughs> <laughs> At home, you know? So it was pretty funny. <laughs> No one could believe it. We were just like, what's going on? Who is this guy? And then when I left the show, <laughs> I could, it was kind of ironic because I left the show and I was walking to my car. I was parked a couple of blocks away and I saw the guy and his girlfriend's yelling at him and he was getting handcuffed and put in a police car and his girlfriend's yelling at him. So I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, like Whoa. this guy has issues. So it was middle finger in you. Like, by him, you know, <laughs> What they I'm would, not going to jail tonight. That person would prefer that the band break up because and never replace. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's like I prefer the band stay alive no matter what. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, it's just because like a, a certain group of people want us to like stop having fun with our friends. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like, oh, that's no, I didn't see any hate about that. Some, uh, I had some questions from the listener asking, how did you feel? Did you feel a pressure or like, uh, how can you manage both bands? But I, don't... I did feel pressure. I did feel pressure to be honest. Like I had to figure out a way to kind of really, dude, it's really hard to sing like Frank, man. He is so fast and has such big lungs. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he never runs out of air. Like, It's super you know what fast. I mean? and like, I super him. fast lyrics all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's super fast. So there's a lot of lyrics in some of the parts. So it's so much to memorize. Oh, That's yeah. That's the Oof. hard part. Mm. Yeah. Memorizing songs is hard. <laughs> but but uh, uh, it is a lot of lyrics. I mean, that first tour... I yeah. don't remember how many songs we learned. We were headlining that first tour. Like, dude, my, me and Jose, our trombone player, joined the band at the same time. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. and so we were like, we both kind of knew the guys, you know, the great guys, you know, and, uh, but it's not like we were best friends and knew each other that well. They didn't know me that well. Mm -hmm. I didn't know them that well. Same with Jose. And so I remember we just kind of shook hands. We're like, here we go, you know, and we played 40 shows. Fuck. Nice. We just left. 40. It was insane. Yeah. Wow. It was great with K-Man and the 45s from Montreal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah They're great. Dope. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. So I, we came back and I, I just remember feeling really accomplished. But it was a lot of pressure because, like, mm -hmm. right when we got to Canada, we were in Quebec playing these giant festivals and my first show with oh. Voodoo was in California uh, playing to like 10,000 people. So it, it was like a giant festival with like, all right, here's your first show. We're playing with Rancid. You know oh. what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, the fuck? No pressure. So it, 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 was, it was pretty intense. But like, is it the feeling, that feeling of being stressed and nervous? Did, did you love, not lost it, but... Was it less intense with DBS through the years? Or, and now you found yeah. it back? You found it again? Or yeah. is it fun? Kind of, yeah. Is it fun? It's super fun. It's absolutely fun, you know? And, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, de it, it's weird, it's weird being the new guy, 
mm-hmm. in the band. Because in we, Death by Stereo, I'm the old guy. You're the the foundation <laughs> guy. <laughs> founding member, yeah. So it's kind of like, fuck, this is weird. You're the you know new what I mean? Guy. I've and, never and, seen. I, I never thought about that, but you're definitely the new guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I had a lot to prove. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I can't fuck this up. Oh shit. You know what I mean? Like, wow. You know, so it 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 was definitely intense, but it's it's amazing. We've got to go all over the world and at this point and uh it's just been an incredible experience you know i have an album out <laughs> it's pretty wild you know i put three albums out during the pandemic ah, yeah 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 we, yeah with uh, dead by stereo you released one oh, a super yeah. great one really loved it thank you thank you very much we yeah. actually for that album did a limited skate deck out of quebec with people of punk people rock. of punk rock yeah oh it's anthony anthony is one of my good friend i think he's a <laughs> i will say this in a good way but he's a punk rock psychopath because i don't understand how he could like manage three kids a label he's at every shows i don't understand like he's something is wrong but good <laughs> about him <laughs> yeah he's, he's a maniac he's a machine yeah Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. It. he's a machine yeah i you know i think just well you're you get into machine mode too when you're out there at festivals and all that you know what i mean you just go 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 you know yeah it's kind of awesome are you and, gonna be at uh punk in the park california uh, i wish i don't think so when is that i saw the the, uh, the flyers november, november, november or maybe yeah yeah the lineup it's is incredible it's on three days it's, it's like so crazy. i'm playing both days yeah <laughs> fucking great it's crazy, but no. yeah during pandemic you released three albums it's insane yeah yeah it, it, yeah it's kind of crazy huh but we got three albums out during the pandemic and uh voodoo's already like the bros have been writing ideas already for music for the new record i wasn't like, sure I, I, i wasn't sure if you wrote the album with uh with the rest of the band or if you arrived after i wasn't i was a little lost in the timing but in, so yeah initially they had like a bunch of songs. I forget how many, a lot of songs mm -hmm. done already. And then they had me make demos, trying to sing the stuff that was already recorded with my voice. We wrote a little bit of stuff and then it all kind of just got thrown out and like, let's just fresh, do the fresh start with, with this lineup. Mm -hmm. And we kept two of the songs ended up being on the record that were from the, the previous okay, effort okay, okay. that mm -hmm. didn't come out. And uh, uh, we kind of, the music is, you know, all the bros, a lot of the horn arrangements come from the, the horn players, obviously. And then uh, uh, as far as lyrics and music, they had a lot of ideas and I did too. So a lot of it was collaborative. A lot of it, mm -hmm. George and Eddie wrote. Um, they, uh, I think we were just trying to find a way to, to keep, retain that style Yeah. Have it be new, but let's still retain that style. But moving forward, like, I think we're even looser now because even the old songs, like, I'm kind of singing them more like me now live. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I was really trying to respect Frank's style and sing him like Frank, you know, but I think everybody's, even in the crowd, like, a lot of people after that first tour were like, I was kind of coming, expecting, mm -hmm. expecting you to be you. So you arrived with new lyrics. <laughs> Like yeah. the, <laughs> like the you know, first time you joined the band, the first band, you're like, so I changed funny. the lyrics, but, uh, sorry. Yeah. 
It's so funny. And George and Eddie have told me that. Like, dude, we need, you know, you got to be you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Th- that's. And like, we want you to, like, they said moving forward, like, do your thing, man. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, uh, it's pretty cool. And live, like, there's a, there's a couple spots here and there where I'll just kind of like change voices on the voodoo song and just like, nah. scream it out. <laughs> I was happy to see it, to see it live at the, at the Red Bridge. Dude, uh, that was a big deal for voodoo too. Uh, the song Walking Dread, we had Randy from Lamb of God sing on it. Oh. Mm. It's pretty crazy. Like, I don't think there's ever been a collaboration like that with Stockhorn or Scott Punk wow. that I know of. Yeah, that's a fun mix. I love that. <laughs> kind of cool, huh? Yeah. I wanna, like, yeah. George met him on Instagram. <laughs> wow. Oh, Randy from Lamb of God, like the biggest fucking heavy metal singer ever. <laughs> yeah, and then they, George used to, uh, during the pandemic, George would go on his Instagram live And like, just talk to everybody, you know, and talk to the fans and stuff. And mm-hmm. then he started splitting the screen with people. And then, then Randy ended he, up he doing appeared it. and joined the, the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Randy was, you know, yeah, it was Randy and George wow. talking for like a couple hours. It was crazy. Wow. And then, uh, then, uh, George and Eddie wrote this song that was pretty heavy mm-hmm. and in it like, man should we ask randy you know and i was like yeah wow so george just asked him and he and he was super cool he's down with voodoo like he knew voodoo like he he knows our band like he knows our songs like mm-hmm. he was like when he was talking to george on instagram he was like telling him lyrics and stuff like like he's he's a punker like he's a really what a cool guy and uh like he likes everything we like you know and uh he uh Yeah, he just said, he said yes. We couldn't believe it. And then uh, he did it. And it's kind of one of the craziest songs I've ever been on. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you know? like, yeah that's good collab for sure. It's uh, The Walking more... Dread for anybody out there listening. It's called The Walking Dread on our new oh, album. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I forgot it was him. Yeah, nice. Kind of cool, huh? I want to talk about the, the more recent uh, of album um, from Dead by Stereo. We are all dying just in time. Uh, <laughs> Tell me on, about it. It's only been like two. <laughs> it's only been like two years, but I think the lyrics are so accurate and the titles are so like powerful and like a day like today or like everything hap- happening with guns. Like I'm addicted to the song uh, "Free Gun with Purchase" recently. Yes, I've been listening to it like all the fucking time, and it's like, like you know that title got inspired by a, a couple different things I've heard about mm-hmm. in our, in our, our, in our interesting country. Uh, <laughs> oh, there was a bank. That's sweet. Interesting. There was a bank somewhere. I, I don't want to say the wrong city, but there was a bank in our country. because I don't want people to be like, fuck that. We're not like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there was I a understand. bank. It was on the news that was giving out. When you open up a bank account with a certain amount of money, you got a free gun. Yeah. <sighs> And then there was another place in the country that was, when you buy this truck for a limited time, this truck comes with a gun. You get a free gun when you buy this truck. Here it's with free yeah. tires, winter tires. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I'd rather get some free tires. Put me up, you know what I mean? But like, but like, holy shit. Like our, our country is just gun 
obsessed, mm. you know? And, and like, like, I don't, you know, I, I get it, you know, like a lot of my people I know have guns or that I don't even know that they have guns and that's fine. But I just think it should be like harder than getting a driver's license to have a gun, you know? Oh yeah. I think it's, there's a difference between I have a gun because everyone has a gun. So I feel like I don't really have a choice and loving guns and like never get enough. And I have like 15 in my yeah. collections and I want like a rif rifles and I don't know the, the words, but like there's a huge yeah. difference. There's a huge... machine gun. Yeah. Probably those person who has a gun because they feel they don't have the choice they probably wouldn't want one if they were in Canada. Right. And it's not like, I, I don't judge it, that. I've been around guns. I've shot guns, like, you know, and I'm not a gun guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not like a gun guy. I have like guns, you know, but uh, whatever. I shot guns, you know, there's times when they yeah, didn't bother me. There's times where they made me feel really uncomfortable. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm. So, I don't know. I don't know. Right now, I'm very uncomfortable. So you're you're writing a lot of like socially uh, powerful, I would say, lyrics. And in Voodoo Glow Skulls, yeah. you have all the space to do that also, right? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I think that last Voodoo Glow Skulls record was like a snapshot of like the pandemic era, mm -hmm. you know, and all of our thoughts yeah. and... There's views on what was going on from the Black Lives Matter movement yeah. to, you know, the COVID situation. So it's, it's been crazy. Oh. Our country, fuck, our country's so fucked. Oh, yeah. Everybody And here thinks that we're fucking killing it. Oof. They think we're killing it. They think we're on top. They think we're number one. Everybody here thinks that. And there's all of us just sitting here going... Fuck, I'm surrounded by fucking mad people. Like, you know, like oh, everyone yeah. here is crazy. Oof. We're not number one. Today, We're so far behind. Today was hard. I have to admit, I was like very upset. And and I'm in Quebec, which where yeah. um, abortion is free, very accessible. So I'm not even quote unquote concerned. But like yeah. I was so pissed because today for the listeners who, who are listening a little later, yeah, uh, it's June 24th. It's, it's June 24th today. And in, in Quebec, it's our national day. <laughs> like it's no. our, it's the equivalent of the 4th of July. Wow. <laughs> so it's a day wow. off. So this morning, yeah, I woke up with, on my national day uh, with this new, and then I saw that the Texas, Texas wants to make a national day today for all the unborn babies. Yeah. Ah. Oh, so I wrote you. Is it okay if I like if I get drunk during the interview because I really feel bad? Yeah, I know. Oh. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah. We are in a archaic place. Our country is so fucking backwards. It's insane. It's insane how backwards we are. You know, we all voted the only way we could to get this madman out of office to get a, you know, another oh, shitty yeah. guy in office. But you know what I mean? It was like, we got put in a corner. It's like, we had to get the guy that wasn't going to have 
open clan rallies and stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're just fucked any way we go here, you know? But you know, ma crazy. make America skank again. <laughs> It's much better. <laughs> With the Voodoo exactly. Ghost Calls. Quick questions. Exactly. Quick questions for um, yeah. my listeners. Some people... Um, Oh yeah, you made a collab with the band Dead Fucking Serious. I did with Lou from Sick of It All. Yeah, it's great, and um... I'm really excited about it. Which also features Mike from Death by Stereo on drums. Oh, so all the all the crew. Yeah. Mm. yeah exactly, and um, not all, but uh, they, hit, they they hit me up and they, they they hit up Mike to see if he would play drums on their album, mm -hmm. and they. Flew out to California to record it with our old bass player, Paul Miner, who's a very well-known record producer. Nice. And uh, uh, he did most of the Death by Stereo albums. He's worked with anyone from like mm. Agnostic Front to Fear to everybody, you know? So uh, he was doing this record and then they called me, hey, will you come sing on the song? I went down there and, and then the next thing I hear, oh, Lou's going to be on it too. What? You know, so it just kind of happened, steamrolled. I actually have a few collabs out right now that, that I can, I would, I'd like to mention. Uh, I also just yeah. sang on the new record by the Venomous Pinks. Oh, we oui, yes, I saw that. Oh, I love them. Yeah. I was so sad they canceled the Puzza Fest. Like, it was in my top three of the things I was yeah. looking uh, forward so the good. most to meet those women. <laughs> they're my virtual friends. Oh. I play bass in the cover band with their drummer sometimes. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, 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 I did that collab with the Venomous Pinks. I also have a, collab, a couple collabs out with a, uh, a hip hop artist named Ominous Words. And I, I did uh, a couple hooks on a couple of his new songs. Uh, uh, um, he has a song called I Smoke Alone. Mm -hmm. And another song called Rabbit Hole. So look nice. up Ominous Words. He's on Spotify and all that. And then uh, I'm always just trying to sing on anything I can. It's exciting. I like collabing with people, you know? Yeah, me uh, too. It's, it's a whole new world of possibility and new things to learn every time for me. 100%. And I've said it before, like, like I hope that somebody from a band out there is listening and will hit me up. Like, I up. wanted to uh, because something. a listener asked me to ask you what would be a, your dream collab or like some some things you would like to do oh, with wow. other people. So. I would, a dream collab. Woo! Uh, I would love to sing with Angela Moore from Fishbone. Oh, mm -hmm. that would be a really big dream. I would I would love to sing over a Brett Gerwitz song. Oh yeah, that Please. would be a dream. You know, those would be dream collabs. Those are like, yeah, like dreams. You know, I would love to sing over a riff from Dr. No of the Bad Brains. Oh, yeah, that would be epic. Yeah, definitely. You know? So great. You know who I would love to collaborate with? No, who put out some instrumental music during the pandemic is Paris, the guitar player from the Chromags, the original guy. Oh, yeah, He's really? Fucking, uh, I didn't know. He, he's dope. He, uh, he, uh, he put out, uh, he's got a band called the Agros and okay. it's just a solo project. He writes and records everything. He films videos. He does everything. Hmm. And he's so fucking good. And he put out those instrumentals and all I could think the whole time I was hearing them was how bad I wanted to sing on those songs. 
Let's... Paris Mayhew, if yeah. you're out there somewhere and you hear this by any chance, I'm a really oh. big fan. And I would love to sing on a song with you, man. I'm gonna tag. <laughs> I'm gonna tag all of them in the show notes, and the, who knows? Can help. Paris Nomads. <laughs> Good. His guitar style. Man. Okay, out of this world. from the listeners um you have a skate shop in anaheim in fullerton oh right okay. next door to anaheim oh, okay fullerton california okay it's and you skate sound yeah uh we're a skate shop and a record store we are also a diy venue yeah so we have shows up to four nights a week at the oh, shop. okay we're just like a regular functioning it's still venue. happening to this day it's still happening yeah what was the craziest what was the craziest show ever happened there Um, we've had, let me think we had Bane play at our shop. Oh, and yeah. And there's so many fucking people showed up. There's so many people outside and it was so crazy after their first set, there was a little hole like in one of the walls. And I remember my partner, Chris looked at it and we were both like worth it. You know, <laughs> that was so worth it. And then Bane was, it, right. And then Bane was so cool that uh they're like all right when we're done playing we're gonna clear everyone out and let as many more people as we can in and they play it again wow this is so is punk the band of all time greatest band of all time okay this is really we fucking had the casualties fun. playing our shop which was Oof. fucking insane probably this turnstile <laughs> yeah oh turnstile nice yeah fucking bonkers um Uh, I mean, if you type in program, you know, spelled correctly, P-R-O-G-R-A-M-M-E, uh, you know, program skate into YouTube, a ton of live oh, videos. Nice. From, I mean, we've literally had like uh, world famous DJs like Rusko play there. <laughs> we've had, I mean, huge hip hop guys, reggae bands, uh, like uh, pop guys. Like it's, it's literally like it's so crazy. Like we can't believe it sometimes. People will hit us up and be like, can you believe we just called? You know, Woo! like, is this real? You I know? think we, so need that, we need that kind of smaller space, but that's the roots of punk rock at, at some point. Absolutely. So, And I think it's cool that we have a small space where some once in a while we get a big band and we get the chance to get a local band, yeah. a chance to play with a big band. 
you know that's exactly wow. all ages show that's my you know? mindset for the podcast too so like i love yeah. to have guests in bigger bands but i'm gonna play a smaller band on the same episode for me it, it's like oh. how it's supposed to work so i i think it's Absolutely. wonderful that you do that too at your shop oh yeah i think it's a, a great place we've watched a lot of bands like really like become who they are play they play at our shop every weekend all the local shows or every you know and they play over and over and over and then all of a sudden now we're like wow this is a huge touring band and I, yeah like, and i'm sure that bigger bands love to do that too like oh, absolutely ah. there's a really cool band that's blowing up called dare they're mm, from fullerton i don't know them their singer used to work at the shop they're uh they're a amazing hardcore band and i think they should take over the world how did you say <laughs> gonna take another there like i dare yeah. you to do the da, da, da. yeah okay d-a-r-e took a note on the tape <laughs> that's great i love it maybe i'll play i play them oh, on the, tape, on that tape to something so you don't lose it exactly <laughs> that's great other questions yeah, they're great Lauren yeah. wants to know okay she's a huge fan of that by stereo album into the valley of death And uh, okay, so I'm reading what she said. Um, she thought your vision of the USA was super powerful on this album, uh, which oh, were wow. which was released on, in 2001. No, when was it the released? The first Epitaph album. Uh, Into the Valley of Death. Oh, that was 2003. Three, okay. So she thought your vision of the USA was super powerful on this album. She wants to know how you're comparing the state uh, of the USA between that era and now. But we talked a little about that, about guns and stuff. But, yeah. But uh, do you have I any... I will say, briefly, like, because I know we didn't touch on it, I think it's worse. I think <laughs> some <laughs> things felt like they were going to get better and like they were getting better. And there was definitely a movement but it just got worse. It just got worse because people got into power that yeah. could give more power and empower a lot of voices that were silent before that were voices of hate. So, uh, you know, they, they've got a really loud microphone on right now. <laughs> yeah. You know? So we, have, we just got to work harder. And we you know, need we gotta say more. We gotta be conscious. We have to, you know, with our music and as bands, we have to really, what are we saying? Fucking, we gotta fucking say something, you know? Yeah. And here we, in Canada, we have to stay careful because, you know, at some, yeah. we had oh, some, yeah. we have some uh, extreme right uh, protests. Oh, and yeah. what did we, th what did we see that? What did we see at those protests? American flags, Uh, Trump's flags uh, oh. in Quebec. Like, it's so embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed. Like, of this uh, the anti COVID. I understand, I understand some questions about the pandemic gest gestures. Yeah, yeah. Fine. But, like, it's confusing. Yeah. And, but at those protests, we see tons of, yeah, Trump flags and <laughs> Confederate flags. Another, oh, God. In you know Quebec. What? <laughs> What? We were at the border. We were somewhere in Canada and we saw a pickup truck at a gas station and uh, it had a license plate frame of the Confederate flag. And uh, we were shocked. A Quebec? A, a Canadian, Canadian um, it was in license? It was in Canada. 
it was right across the bar. So I, I can't remember. Maybe it was an American, you know, that had driven, just driven across. But it could be possible here too. He would want me to put him on blast or anyone to know it was him. So one of our bandmates still made me very proud. He got out of our RV and just got in front of that guy's truck and oh. looked at him. And he's like, he's all, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yes. And the guy's like, what? And he goes, he goes, you think people should live in chains. You should be ashamed of yourself. And he's just like, you're a horrible person. And the dude was like, Oh, and he just drove away. And Holy I was just shit. like, Fuck yeah. He's like, I got out, I got out too. I was like, yeah, man. Get <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, we need to do those. Yeah, we yeah. need we need to to Put do that kind of things. Holy shit, that's so crazy. Okay, yeah, that shit fly. Yeah, let it fly. Two you more know, people are so. Yeah, uh, I I said this. World War Two. No one was nice to the Nazis. <laughs> no one negotiated with them. No one talked it out with the Nazis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like handle yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Oh my god. Oof, I'm so discouraged. But there's some some hope maybe. I don't know. Well, there is a lot of hope. Uh, or at least we can find a, a certain kind of safe place in punk rock and ska core. Yeah, also like there is hope. I think yeah. there's hope in that the fact is that although there's a lot of hate in the world, a lot of that a mm -hmm. lot of that hate is old. Oh yeah, and it will die. And my my boyfriend, my boyfriends yeah. uh, often say something very interesting for me. It's like he says, every time we want to make progress, at some point we need to go back a little. But at the end of the day, like we progress still. Yep. And I'm like, we need to well, remember that it's true. Let's be, mm -hmm. but but at the same time, it makes a lot of people suffering until we really see progress, but, but the idea is real. Like it's. And where I see hope is that you'll have this, uh, say you'll have this very racist white man from the United States. that has been full of hate his whole life. His whole family is generations of hate, mm -hmm. but his daughter is in love with a Korean man mm -hmm. and they're going to have a beautiful kid. And the world's going to keep changing. Yeah. And one, one day we're all going to be just a beautiful mix. Oh, there's, I, I mean, there's not going to be one single person that's anything. <laughs> you know, there's going to be one oh, anything, right? Yeah. You know? That's so true. Wow. Quick question yeah. before I let you go. Um, okay, Ryan. Oh, he, he, he taught me something about you. I didn't know. Seems like you have a weed podcast. <laughs> uh, well, we, we have a, a <laughs> podcast called Into the Weeds that we've We've, we did for quite a long time and uh, it was actually Canadian based oh. out of, out of, uh, out of Toronto and or Hamilton to be specific. Oh, really? And uh, I have two co-hosts, Bubba and Ben. Ben is the singer of a band called rules. Mm -hmm. And okay. then he was also in a band called the video dead and um, St. Alvia. He was in uh, St. Alvia cartel. And then um, at any rate, uh, we, the company that, sponsor our podcast stopped COVID kind of halted oh. the whole thing, you know? And I was, I was actually in uh, Hamilton and Toronto quite often. Um, oh. But uh, we are working on getting it back together. We have some stuff on the horizon that we're working on and it's gonna, it's gonna start happening again regularly. Oh, nice. So yeah. And, and uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, It was called Into the Weeds, but now it's called ITW because we broke away from this company. So 
knew if, everything. <laughs> if I had a weed podcast, I think I would call it Come Join Us. <laughs> yes, that's great. Come <laughs> Join Us. That's uh, great. I love it. <laughs> But, okay. Uh, uh, you know, uh, when we start doing it again, we got to get you on. I don't smoke. Last time I smoked okay. was, it was in Amsterdam, like nine years ago, and I had a very bad trip. So I never smoked. Oh, that's awesome. We can talk about that. Oh, we can okay. talk about that. We talked to a lot of people. We talked to straight edge people. We talked to okay, sober good. people. I smoked like 10 times in my life. So, and I stopped because awesome. I, <laughs> I, I'm not used to it. I, I wasn't used to it. And I, I smoked before going to bed. And oh, yeah. I was trying. You slept really well, I bet. I, tr I was trying to sleep. And then I was thinking, like, I need to think. Uh, about my heart beating or or it's gonna stop and then i have to oh, think about hilarious. my lungs so i was like okay heart 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 breathe heart heart no <laughs> so i was like i'm very busy all night <laughs> thinking about breathing That's and amazing. yeah so i just never did that again it's not for everybody and i'll, I'll yeah. tell you a great quote we had uh tommy chong on our show one time from Cheech and Chong and he uh he uh the comedian he uh I don't know. he said he said the best thing about weed is that you don't have to smoke it <laughs> right? I love, you know what I, mean? I love the smell <laughs> when someone smokes around yeah. me my boyfriend um smokes uh many times a day I don't care yeah. I love the smell but I'm for me since this story not interested anymore <laughs> hilarious Okay, last question from the listeners. Yeah. Uh, uh, I didn't note his name. I'm sorry. Uh, could you do a B-size, rarities or unreleased songs album uh, with Dead by Stereo? We've been talking about that for years, actually. No way! We do have a pretty good collection at this point. Probably, because stuff. since all those we have years. A lot of, yeah, we have like live stuff. We have all kinds of stuff. Um Yeah, well, there was like songs that were vinyl only on comps and things like that, different versions of old mm -hmm. songs. So eventually we will. I can't totally say that I know that it's happening at what this particular point in time, but it, it'll happen. All right. Oh, that's a cool question. Wow. Yeah, right? Uh, I just yeah. want to make sure I don't forget interesting question because i post a story about that and maybe some uh uh yeah next tours with dead by stereo some people want to know if you're gonna go in europe japan the u.s so they want to know it in all their countries so so what's your we're right now trying to figure that out because we uh everyone's been so busy with all their other bands right now yeah. we're kind of just touching base and going okay what's everybody's schedule let's figure out what next year's looking like when we can fit death by stereo in there mm -hmm. and so we're we're gonna do stuff we just don't have anything solid enough yet to announce but we are gonna do stuff so good okay um who can derail desperation train <laughs> you can by making me smile but with those lyrics that's awesome All whoever right. sent that Uh, thank you so much, Ephraim. That was an amazing conversation. I wasn't really prepared. I was just like, go with the flow. And uh, I think it, it yeah, went this is a weird great. Day. Yeah. You know, so, hey, we had, we, we had a good moment and a crazy day. Thank you for that. Yeah. What's your plan for the rest of the day? Uh, 
actually have to do a lot of just mundane stuff. I just need to get done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to celebrate my uh, Quebec day. <laughs> Maybe have another yeah, drink. Happy Quebec day to yeah. everyone in Quebec. Thank have you so much. Have a great so celebration. And, uh, I, I, I love Quebec. Uh, Quebec loves you. Come back. Yeah, see you soon. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Share it to your friends, tag me on your social media. You can subscribe to the Patreon if you want to finance the show and have access to some exclusive content. Next week, my guest is the legendary skateboarder Steve Caballero. He's also playing in the band Uritan. We talked about all of this. Thank you so much to Epic Merch Store for sponsoring this episode. Thank you to Scott Alquist from Ten Football for the edit and co-production. Thank you to Caroline Morin for the visual. I love you guys. Punk your life and see you next week. <laughs>